Hello, and welcome to tonight's production of Hit the Bricks, Episode 1. Our show is intended for all ages, but may portray scenes that are rather intense for some audience members. You can find a full list of content warnings as well as transcripts at hitthebricks.com. Stick around for Curtain Call, where we will present a preview of a secondary production, the bite-sized mystery about Alice in Wonderland that features neither of them, phantom-wise. Now, sit back as we whisk you away to a bakery in Kansas. warned you that I was putting my headphones on. That sounded pretty loud. What were you listening to? My favorite band, Aunt Jane's Nieces. Have you heard of them, Wallace? Oh, yeah. Aren't they breaking up? Yeah, well, who isn't these days? You've been quiet ever since you walked through my shop door. I want to hear about your first day of school. Sorry, um... The science lab doesn't even have goggles. The computer lab is 20 years outdated. There's no soccer field. And I got detention immediately. You did? It wasn't fair, Mom. Trixie Trifle called Jesse all kinds of names, like Blue Wave and Toilet Bowl Hair. (laughs) Well, at least it was a clean toilet then. Then Trixie made me drop all my snacks. Jesse stood up for me, and Miss Phelps tried to give her detention. She was just being a good person. I'm not sure that's how anyone else saw it. Well, I appreciated it. I'm sure your mom will understand. In the meantime, Help me set up your mom's baby shower, yeah? We're going to have it here at the bakery tomorrow. She's about to pop, so I don't want to wait. Well, let's go sweep the front. Okay. Um, Jesse, can you wipe the dust off the shelves and picture frames? These paintings are beautiful. Wait. Wallace, did you paint these? Um, yeah. Wow. The colors are so bright. Okay, speaking of colors, pink or blue? What? 
boy or girl? Oh, um, we don't know. But we also don't really care because even though gender identity is important, it's kind of an arbitrary thing to ingrain in a in an infant. So, um, it doesn't matter. Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. What about names? Frankie. And if it's a girl? Still Frankie. Okay, well, how about you sort out the decorations you think your mom would like, and I'll get started on the cake. And then by the time we're done, your mom should be home, and Wallace can walk you back. Okay. Yeah. This will be fun. Cool. Let's get started. Thank you for walking me back, Wallace. It's no trouble at all. Are you okay? You still seem quiet. Yeah. I'm just not used to the Kansas winter wind yet. And I, um... I just don't know what I'm going to tell Mom. What's there to explain? Your homeroom teacher gave you detention over an accident. Mom's never going to believe that I accidentally made Trixie's lunch table collapse on top of her. Well, it was an accident. Wasn't it? I'm not sure. I mean, I knew it was collapsible, but... Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll never forget the way her feet were kicking out from under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But really, thank you. No one's ever done anything like that for me before. That's what family's for. Besides... You and Aunt Linda helped us find a new place on such short notice. I thought you hated it. I do. I live in an attic with a doorknob that pops out of the door, but it's still a house. You helped us move, you helped us unpack, and you're still doing stuff. I mean, your mom looked like she was going to be working on my mom's baby shower all night. (laughs) That's what family's for. So, um, aside from school, are you okay? Do you want to talk about the... No. Uh, But there is something that's been on my mind. That little abandoned farm on the condemned lot. The one on the way to school? Uh, Oh, 433 Prospect Place. Yeah, it's creepy, huh? No, it's not creepy. Just kind of sad. It's almost like there's something about it that won't let go of me. And I swear there was something glowing in the yard and... (laughs) Never mind. It's silly. Well, I can go through the paper's archives and see if there's anything there. That seems like too much trouble. But thank you. Oh, before you go inside here... I made this for you today. Is this... Is this a drawing of me? I like it. I like it a lot. I took some liberties, but I think it captures your valiant spirit. I hope Aunt Matilda appreciates how brave you are. Well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll meet you at the bus stop. Um, Jesse? Yeah? For what it's worth, I'm really glad that you're here. (laughs) Night, Wallace.
Jessica? Yeah, Mom. I just got off the phone with your principal. Here we go. Honey, I know you're in a tough spot, but it was your first day. Mom, it was a huge accident. The teacher hated me, and that girl was picking on Wallace. Why did you have to say anything to her? You should have just gone straight to the principal. I talked to Principal Hamilton right after, and she waved the detention. Mom, this wasn't a big deal. Look, I talked to Bill. What? How could you call him? Because, Jessica, he is still your father, and he thinks you leaving San Francisco was a mistake. And frankly, I'm starting to agree with him. Well, it's a little late for him to be playing Father Goose, and it's a little late for you to act like I had a choice. I did not make you move here with me. You didn't have to! How could I let you raise the baby alone? How could I pick Dad after what he did? How could you still talk to him like nothing happened? What do you want me to say, Jessica? You want me to tell you that I'm totally heartbroken? That I wake up an hour early every day just to talk myself into getting out of bed? I want you to tell me that it's okay that I'm mad. I want you to realize that now it's just us. I don't have Dad anymore, and I don't even have most of my friends. That's ridiculous. Your friends... We're on the soccer team. They all blame me for Coach Mike getting fired. I haven't even heard from Louise. Oh, Jesse. You're right, Mom. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything to that brat picking on Wallace. Just like I shouldn't have said anything when I saw Dad kissing Coach Mike. You have one new voice message from... Louise Laughlin. Play! Play! Hi, Jesse. It's me, Louise. Um, duh. <laughs> anyway, well, I miss you already and just wanted to see how your big move was. Send me some pictures of the new pad. Nope. Um, I stopped by your place to pick up my things I'd lent you. Like you asked, your dad was outside setting up the for sale sign. He looked horrible. Um, sorry. I, I don't know why I'm telling you that. Sorry, I just... I just figured that if it was my dad, I'd... Sorry, um, I'm gonna try to re-record and... End of message. Oh, you too. <laughs> Incoming call from... Dad. Ugh! Goodbye for now. Wish I could talk, but I don't know how, how. I don't know what you want from me. I blew up your life. Or maybe you blew up mine. I can't talk about that now. Goodbye for now. I bet you think that I'll break down, down I'm trying hard to not act out You're bringing new life Like you created mine That's all I care about right now How do I start again? and a few friends let my foundation sink I'm a clean slate with permanent ink writing everything I thought I'd wiped away 
this time the marks will stay goodbye for now to these feelings bubbling out I don't know what to do with them except pushing them down this probably won't end well I can't think about that now oh can I start over now old wounds in a new house doesn't feel safe and sound to lay roots on shifting ground building what I know will only fall away how do I know I'll stay can I start over now I want to but I don't know how What time is it? Where's my phone? Oh no! I overslept! Mom? Mom? Right, right. She went in early today. I gotta catch the... The bus! No, 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 no. Okay. Please tell me my bike is off the van. Yes! Yes! Okay! Maybe I can still make it. I'm gonna make it! I'm... Ah! Ah! Oh! Broken axle! Ah! In the middle of nowhere, too. Wait. It's that house again. Something is glowing. I knew I wasn't dreaming that. Jesse. Ah! Wallace! <sighs> you gave me a heart attack. What are you doing out here? I saw you weren't at the bus stop, so I ran back home and I got my scooter in case you needed help finding the way. Oh, Wallace. That's so sweet. <sighs> Not a bike person? Yeah, they creep me out for some reason. Aw, oh, man. Looks like you hit the pothole pretty good. Right in front of your favorite place, too. Yeah, the old farmhouse is still bumming me out. Well, I actually did some research last night. This place is totally haunted. What? Oh yeah, a hundred years ago, this little girl used to live on this land in a little farmhouse with her family. One day a tornado blew through here and picked up the house with the girl trapped inside. Her family built a new house, this one right here, and mourned the girl. But then she came back. And then she disappeared again and kept coming back. Finally, the last time she vanished, she took her family with her, and no one ever saw them again. Oh, that's ridiculous. Who would ever come back here if they got spirited away somewhere else? Look. There's that shine I told you about. Jesse. What on earth? What is it? It's some kind of... Jeweled bracelet. What? Is it real? Of course not. Why would anybody leave up? A... Ah! What was that? A reminder that we should be leaving. Come on, I'm in enough trouble. 
Jesse, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I, I don't know. What is that? That appears to be a twister made of snow and light. But, but, is that even possible? I don't think so. But it's happening anyway, and we're just gonna have to deal with it. Find shelter. The storm cellar won't budge. The house is locked too. scared than anything. It's so dark in here. At least it's not cold in here. The storm must have thrown us into that house. Mm, no. No, I don't think so. That was a two-story place. This has one floor. Look, you can see through the hole we made in the roof. I, I think this is a different place completely. It looks... It looks like a little one-bedroom, all crafted by hand. Well, let's get out of here. It's locked. And I don't have service. Can you try? My phone must have fallen out in the storm. Uh, uh, try the windows. It's stuck. And the shutters outside the broken glass won't move. Oh, here either. What is going on? Maybe if I had a running start. Jesse, wait! <clears throat> Ouch. Wallace, look! The bracelet! It's just standing straight up in the middle of the floor. It almost looks like a handle. A trap door. No stairs, no ladder. I can't see into the darkness. Old houses like this built their storm cellars right underground, and the doors were inside the house. But if this house is still standing, maybe someone built another access door on the outside. So we can escape to the other side. Maybe. But I don't know. Something's wrong. This place doesn't look like it's had anyone in here for a long, long time. Look at the dust. Standing here talking isn't going to get us anywhere. I think there's still some rock climbing stuff in my backpack from my trip a few weeks ago. Did you clean that thing out at all before you moved? Nope. And see how handy it is? Okay, okay. Secure this to that old pot-bellied stove for me. Okay. 
Okay, I'm gonna rappel down. My cord's not very long, but it shouldn't be that far down. Be careful. Out of slack? <gasps> what? What do you see? It's... I don't know how to explain it. It's a giant cavern. And, and it's got rock formations that look like mountains that go on for miles. There's a... There's a city of glass at the center with a bunch of glowing orbs lighting it. What? What are you even... Ah! Ah! This episode starred Michelle Agresti, PJ Scott Blankenship, Aaron Lillis, Rachel Livingston, Michael J. Anderson, and Tori Douglas. It was written and directed by PJ Scott Blankenship, executive produced and sound designed by Chad Ellis, music by Catherine Haas, AP Harbor, Jeff Ball, and Black Kite, recording engineering by Andy Rumschlag and Misha Stanton, story editing by TH Ponders, Transcript by Aaron M. Speckley. Art by Chandler Candela. Audio consulting and cleanup by Sage DC and Travis Reeves. Special thanks to Davis Walden, Anarchy Post, and The Whisper Forge. And now, a preview of our sister show, Phantomwise, by the microfiction mastermind themselves, A.R. Olivieri, starring both Beth Crane and Beth Eyre. A boat beneath a sunny sky, lingering onward dreamily in an evening of July. My sister has always been curious. To be honest, a little too curious to allow, although she's seemingly never much concerned with the consequences that come from such a voracious appetite for the unknown. To be completely fair, however, she's not much concerned with anything at all. I, on the other hand, am always concerned. I carefully calculate evidence and information, each in equal estimation, adjusting for my own bias, ostensibly objective, positioning pitfalls and possibilities before committing to any action. I'd like to say I do so with complete calm and composure, lest you imagine me a hapless hurricane of obsession. Even still, in spite of my best efforts, I typically remain unconvinced in the absolute nature of my decisions and continuously reevaluate the foils and wrinkles, snags and stitches, firmly fixed forever in pursuit of what is proper. I have no whims or wants. That is to say, a personal position I prefer. Among the myriad means, I can, but rather aim only to capture, carefully, some form of clarity on what I should. As the eldest especially, I seek to set a satisfactory example for my siblings. And how would I guide reliably, but not for carrying a compass? Therein lies my lament. I have been deficient in developing a dependable instinct. 
Positively paralysed from always analysing, I consume copious copies of every book bought and bound by the local shops, and Father's study is full, fit to burst with a bevy of authors, Bacon to Babbage, Abelard to Aristotle, and anything alike therein. I want for nothing in instances of intellectual inquiry. What I lack, long for, is direction. I crave a cornerstone, no, a foundation, a foundation so firmly fettered as to guide, a steadfast weight to magnetize and provide the guidance I sorely sought for my surly sister. To this end, I write, welcoming any wonder or inspiration, anything at all. We have, my sister and I, left the grounds to lay under, ultimately, umbrellas of hanging shade from the largest tree near the meadow, below Mother's rose bushes. I've brought a basket full of baked goods and books for reading near the bank, as it's the ideal location for lounging and leaving your cares behind. The heat is horrible, however, though picking daisies was never our purpose. I've hid our purpose partially by not planning, put succinctly, but also to ensure, unequivocally, that my sister joined me. As I've said, she's not much a fan of parchment without pictures, but a flower crown could carry her anywhere. Subscribe to Phantom Wise now in the podcatcher of your choosing to take in the entire story. Good night, and see you in Oz.